0: um i uh you know um mary and i we were supposed to go to peru um this past summer and we're unable to go obviously because of the pandemic but we are so looking forward to going at some point our hope is we want to take our boys there um and to serve alongside of us so that uh hopefully we can be a blessing to the people there but also so our boys can grow in that way so um, I, I am so thankful to be a part of this church body there are so many neat things that are happening here and that is just one example like this selection of Vanessa to pay for her salary isn't it so awesome we get to be a part of that I think it is amazing I'm so glad uh, what a great idea thank you chase and Noel, for leading the charge here um, and I just I know Chase and we're going to do a good job because anybody that has a mustache like Chase he's, he's in charge and he means business, so it'll get done. and It'll get done well um, Yeah, so and, and another thing, you know as I was um, getting ready this morning I got a text uh, from Tam who's our city serve team leader and she's texting me because um We have about six or seven individuals that serve on our CityServe team, and they personally contacted uh, 40 of the people, the individuals that we were able to serve through the household item and clothing giveaway. Personally contacted all of them, and we're discovering immediate needs that these people have, and so Tam's texting me, how do we meet these needs, and we're gonna strategically figure that out. But I just feel like I get a window into all this stuff you, you don't always know everything that's happening here. And so it's, this is an amazing place to be because the Holy Spirit is here. He is feeling our people, and that is overflowing into other individuals' lives. Be grateful for our church, right? All right, so uh, it is Christmas season. I feel like every year, I, I, I can't believe it's here already. You think you get used to already being here, but every year it's that way. It probably feels the same way to you. And probably more than ever, does our world need hope, right? And light and joy. On the way, uh, getting ready this morning, I'm listening to the news. And, uh, you know, I I heard the statistic that 260,000 Americans have died because of the pandemic of COVID. And they're estimating 30,000 Americans will die in the next three weeks. These are staggering astronomical numbers. I've done a funeral of a person who died from complications with COVID. We've had people that have been connected to our church in some way, pass away from complications with COVID. And so we need light, we need hope. And here at Abundant Life, we wanna bring you those things this Christmas. And here's the secret, I believe, to experiencing deep joy at Christmas time you got to understand the miracle of Christmas. To the extent that you understand this miracle that is Christmas is the extent to which you're going to be able to experience joy this Christmas. And so I want to help you deepen in your understanding of this amazing miracle. And, and here is the miracle. In the person of Jesus, God became man without losing his deity To rescue and redeem us in his world from evil, sin, and death. This is what we call the incarnation. This is the miracle of Christmas. And the more this becomes real to our hearts, the more you're going to be able to celebrate this Christmas season. Despite our circumstances, right? So, let's help you to do that. Um, We're going to be looking at the Gospel of John. Normally what we do to help you understand the miracle of Christmas is we go to the birth narratives that are found in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. We're going to do something a little differently. We're going to go to John, and here's why. To really understand how miraculous what is on the screen actually is, you have to be able to understand Jesus' life before he became an embryo inside of what was most likely a poor, nervous teenager from the middle of nowhere you gotta understand what christ's life was before the manger because that's where christmas really starts his pre-existence so we're going to help you do that john helps us to do that let me just pray briefly lord jesus you are with us and we are so grateful for you help us to understand the miracle of christmas more fully this morning so that our joy can be full, and so that you receive the glory and the honor that you are due. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. So let me read to you John 1, 1 through 4. We're just going to look at the four these first four verses, all right? So let me read them. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now, just these four verses contain like this just rapid fire of truth, right? And it is a lot to take in. And so we're just going to take each phrase one at a time here. Let's start with, in the beginning was the word. What does that phrase, in the beginning, make you think of? Makes me think of creation, In the beginning, you know, God created the the world, right? And so what this is telling us is that back then, when the world was made, Jesus was. Because by the way, the word here, John reveals to us in verse 17 of chapter 1, is Jesus Christ. That's who we're talking about, right? So Jesus was there when there was this state of nothingness that transferred into the state of voidness and formlessness that then transferred into the state of form. When God made the world, Jesus was there. John continues, and the word was with God. All right, so Jesus wasn't just there at creation, like somewhere off by himself. He was with God. Now, the phrase was with God literally means that Jesus was towards God. It's it's like how we would use the word with when we say that John was was with Sally. That's kind of how the word is being used. Like there's this connection, there's this intimacy, there's this community between Jesus and God. Right? That's what this is telling us. John continues and the word was God. Now, up until this point, you may be thinking, if you're reading this gospel, that, um, you know, there is um, maybe Jesus is some heavenly being or angel or or something like that. But here, John makes it clear that Jesus was God. And he doesn't just say, like, Jesus is one of many gods. No, Jesus was God. He was the one true God. Now, this is where. The brain starts to be stretched beyond like what our ability, it, you know, we have to compute. Because John, speaking with the four tongue, the tongue, he just said that Jesus was with God. That phrase makes no sense if you are talking about one person. You would never use that phrase if you're talking about one person. So Jesus is a distinct person to God, from God. But then, John says here, but Jesus was God. How confusing. How does this work, right? John is not speaking with a forked tongue. And although this stretches our brains beyond often what they can compute, here is what John is saying. And I read four different commentaries that I've grown to trust over the years and all the commentators I read said this. The phrase, the Greek phrase that says that Jesus was God, the word was God, it means that Jesus shares the the exact nature, he shares the very same being of God, the very same essence of God that's what Jesus was God means. So, God is infinite, right? Self-existing. Guess what? Jesus is infinite, self-existing, right? Same, Jesus shares that nature. God never changes. Guess what? Jesus never changes. God is self-sufficient, meaning he has no needs. Jesus has no needs, right? And so we can keep going with the attributes of God. Guess what? Jesus shares all that nature and attributes of, of God. Now, what we have here in John 1 is the building blocks of the Trinity. And the Trinity is the belief that God is one being, one nature, one the essence, but who exists who exists with three distinct persons, personalities. And so God the Father, 100% God. God the Son, 100% God. God the Spirit, 100% God. All equal in nature and being, but yet three distinct personalities. Here's a helpful graphic that explains what I just shared with you about the Trinity. So, Is the Father the Son? No. Distinct persons. But is the Father God and the Son God? Yes. Is the Son the Holy Spirit? No. I mean, Jesus would have never been able to say, I and you to the Spirit, or I and you to the Father. Distinct persons, but yet they share the same being, the same essence, the same nature. John continues. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Um, Actually, I skipped the verse, didn't I? Here, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. So what John is saying in this verse is that Jesus is the agent by which God the Father created the world. And so there was this creative partnership between the Father and the Son that produced the world. Guess what? This also this also speaks to Jesus' eternal existence, right? Because everything, if everything was made through Jesus that was made, guess what? Jesus wasn't made, and so he doesn't have a beginning. Now we come to, John continues, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The Greek word that is used for life here in this phrase And it's used 34 times in the Gospel of John is zoe life. I've talked about this before, but it doesn't just mean that something is like in existence. It means that something has like bios life. It means that something has a a, a wonderful quality of life, a vibrant life, a thriving life, an abundant life. That's what zoe means. And so what John is saying is that in Jesus, the word was zoe life, right? Right? This life full of blessing and growth and productivity, right? And then John goes on to say that this life was the light of men. So what John is saying is that, guess what? The reason you were made is because you were made to experience this Zoe life that is in Jesus. That is why you were made. You were made to experience the blessing and the sustenance of Zoe life. Now... What Now we can answer, what was Jesus' life like before the manger? What was his life like from eternity past? Well, it was a life full of love because he was with God. He was in communion, loving communion with God the Father and God the Spirit. Right? There was intimacy there. What's more? And John 17 says, Jesus speaks of this love that he had with the Father. In John 17, right before Jesus is about to go on the cross, he's praying for his disciples. And this is what Jesus prays. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you and these have known that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that the love with which you love me may be in them and I in them. Notice how like he's like, the Father glorified... Jesus is saying, Father glorified me, right? And, and you have loved me, and I have loved you. There's this intimacy, this community of love. What, how, what else was Jesus' life like before he became an embryo inside of Mary? His life was full of creativity. I mean, the, 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 think about the coordinated creativity that happened to produce the universe. I'm building a deck with my Father... And uh, still building a deck. I've been saying that a long time. It needs to get done. Snow's going to fly, I believe, this week. So we are in crunch time here. But anyways, it's been a challenging process, but yet it's been wonderful to work with my father and to dream and design and create and then see that vision come to fruition. Can you imagine what that was like for God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit to create the universe? In terms of unity... What else was Jesus' life like before he was inside of Mary? Well, think about the unity that existed in the Godhead between Father, Son, and Spirit, right? They share the same nature, the same being. There was no arguments. There was no unfaithfulness. There was no, well, I'm thinking this way, you're thinking that way. No, one goal, one vision, right? Talk about the unity. And if you have a community full of love, Full of creativity and full of unity. What else do you have? You have a community full of joy. We need to see this. Because the reason we need to see that Jesus has always existed in this kind of community. Is because he left it. He left it all. To come and to be one of us. So that the true light of the world could come into our darkness to totally one day obliterate the darkness. Things like COVID, right? So let me say this in terms of application and then we'll be done. When you celebrate this Christmas in the the next several weeks, I want you to think about that baby in the manger. I want you to think that that baby in the manger created you for Zoe life. He created you to have vibrant, abundant life. What an amazing God that created us for Zoe life. He wants us to share in his Zoe life. Of course, this need. That you owe your existence to Him. And I want you to think about that. When you contemplate, you know, when you sing these songs at Christmas and you do these family activities and you um, you exchange gifts, I want you to think of the ultimate gift, Jesus come in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. And how you owe your life to that most amazing gift. Because if He is the true light of creation, He is the one who created you and he is sustaining you. The Bible tells us in him all things hold together. You owe your existence to him. This means, too, in no half-hearted commitment to Jesus, no wishy-washy commitment to Jesus, no, Jesus is the sliver of my life, Jesus doesn't give us that option. Because if Jesus truly is who he said he is, You need to be on your knees worshiping Him and living for Him and your life should center all around Him. And you should wake up each morning, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do today? I live for you. And if He isn't who He said He was, then you should run as far away from him as you possibly can because he is a liar or he's in a madman that you want to stay away from. There can't be any mental ground. No more wishy-washy, half-committed Christianity in our church in America. Jesus doesn't allow for that. Here's another thing. If he created you to experience the Zoe life, you need to ask the question, where are you finding your rest? Where are you seeking to find rest? Where are you seeking to find satisfaction, significance, and security? Where are you looking? Because it's only found in Him. Our hearts are restless until they find their rest indeed. How have you been treating Jesus lately? Have you been living as if he owes all that you have? You you owe it all to him. Where are you seeking to find your rest? Here's the the next thing. You know, I'll, I'll end with this. As you journey through this Christmas season, and as you sing the songs and do all the activities, will you take time to think what Jesus left to become a human being? Will you? Take time to think that the lim- limitless Son of God became limited in so many ways, willingly limited, set aside his divine privileges as, as we read earlier. He grew tired. He grew weary. He had to have his diapers changed. I think and that is staggering at the God of the universe. Think about that he was often without a place to lay his head. What we can tell from the Gospels is he wasn't a person of financial means. And then, think about what Jesus cried on the cross. When he experienced the most humili- humiliating, wretched ways to die that, that humans have ever created. Think about his cry. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Not the nails that are in my wrist and my ankles. Not my lungs that I can't breathe. It was my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The most horrific thing for Jesus was not the physical pain. It was complete and utter separation from what he had always enjoyed for all of eternity. That loving community, that unified community, that created community. Of joy. He was cut off completely in utter darkness, and the sun didn't shine. Jesus, the light of the world, went into complete and utter darkness so that you, when you put your trust in him, could be brought into you could be brought into the light. The light of Zoe life. This is the miracle of, of Christmas. How poor Jesus became so that you could become rich in him. This is what we celebrate. John 1, 1-4 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the life of men. Amen? Amen. Amen.